In this episode, I sit down with John Wellborn to talk about how you can live well. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I'm sitting down with John Wellborn, and um, he is the founder of a company called Live Well that is just absolutely crushing it in uh, in, in the last few years. And I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation because many of you who listen to this show You're listening because you want to change some area of your life. You're listening because you want to build a positive habit. You want to start something, to to create something. And this is someone who has navigated all of that for himself and been able to create a, a company around inspiring people and helping people to live well, as the, the name implies. So so I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation. And as a result, without further ado, John, how you hey doing? Man, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so let's uh, let's start here. So you're, you're from Florida. Company is based in Florida. I actually grew up in Atlanta, or just south of Atlanta. Oh, cool. Had an insurance career basically the day I got out of college till my mm-hmm. 28th birthday. And and just did a major U-turn in life. Uh, sold my business, sold my house, mm-hmm. and moved down to Florida. And and over the course of 13 years, uh, I really went down there just to take a year off. I always assumed I'd end up back in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, pick up where I left off, but but fell in love with the area, saw a huge opportunity, and 13 years later, I've got a, six businesses and a wife and two kids <laughs> and no plans of leaving anytime soon. Love it. So why, um, I, and I want to talk a little bit more about the businesses in general, but why Florida? Why did you, why'd you pick there? We had a family vacation home there as a kid. Okay. And when I was 28, I, I had reached a point where Everybody else looked at me and thought things were working great. I had an incredible career, and um, but it just wasn't. Something was off, and I knew that I had to make a major change, and I basically tore it down to the foundation and said, mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself first, and uh, I'm going to live life on my terms for a little while and see if I can't fix this thing. So when I say I tore it down to the foundation, I mean I changed my physical location, my, where I lived. I changed my hobbies. I changed how I took care of my body. I changed my mm-hmm. lifestyle. And and so when I was making that decision, it all happened really quick. But I knew that I always felt great down at our old family beach house. And so that's where I headed and uh, ended up spending a year down there. And, and like I said, never looked back. Yeah. So how um, there's this great quote that uh, I, I heard recently that and I, I couldn't even tell you who it's from, but people don't change unless something external forces them to change or uh, something internal forces them to change. And, and like it, creating change is, is one of the most difficult things in the world because we are survival creatures. We want to survive and survive in modern times means holding on to what we know as mm-hmm. opposed to, to risking it for um, the unknown, even if that unknown is potentially positive. So if you're willing to share what was going on at 28 in Atlanta that 
Like, I, what caused you to just tear it all down and say, screw it, I'm going down to Florida. Like, I need to just make this change. Like, where were you at in life? It's just 10 years of, of my adult life, so from 18 to 28, of just what really felt like at the end of that 10-year period, mm-hmm. just a bunch of wasted time. Yeah. And this this feeling that what I'm driven by is one day this is all going to be over, supposedly. <laughs> and and my what drives me is when that's over, whether that's tomorrow or 50 years from now, I want to be able to look back and say that I didn't just waste my time. I added some positive value to this place and yeah. and uh, made this place a little better. And and I had kind of a personal perfect storm. What do they say? You change when it becomes too painful not to change. Right, yeah. I had kind of a personal perfect storm. I like to say that all this happened right in that 28th year time period, but really it was... It was 10 years of, A, wasting time, and B, not trusting myself and putting other people's opinions about my life and what I need to be doing with my life ahead, yeah. of, ahead of my own. And that probably stems from like a lack of self-confidence of just trusting myself. And there's probably an element of maturity in there and, and just natural evolution. Yeah. And it's something I want to uh, point out there, uh, and correct me if, if this doesn't align with how you, you view it happening, um, it, it sounds to me like... Similar to this idea of taking tiny leaps over time creates big changes. Like it's the the small things over a long period of time that creates the explosion that leads to somebody just screw it. I'm going to Florida or screw it. I'm going to wherever and yeah. I'm changing my life entirely. Right. It's 10 years of feeling like maybe you're not valued, feeling like the work you're doing doesn't matter, feeling like whatever, whatever, whatever. And that over time compounds to create the version of you that said, I'm done. I'm, right. I'm just moving. Um, so, so you moved, you decide, at what point do you decide to start Live Well? So I'd been down there probably nine months. Uh-huh. And at that point, um, uh, friends and family, the word had kind of, kind of gotten around that I was down there. And I had lots of friends and family who had second homes down there. Mm. And the thing about a second home is if it's hours away from where you, your primary residence, you need somebody there to take care of the home. Like these houses vacation homes sit empty for months at a time right. with nobody checking on them, nobody, uh, you know, nobody taking care of them. And so I watched my dad go back and forth to our, our vacation home. And I said, certainly there's got to be people who want to pay for that convenience. And uh, so that's how we did it. People knew I was down in the area and they were calling me saying, hey, would you mind going by the house and seeing... Uh, you know, make sure that my last guest left it okay. Or, hey, I got a new guest coming in. Mm-hmm. Can you can you have a welcome basket and a couple of bikes waiting on them? Or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's that's how it happened. Okay. And so the company then, um, you find people who have vacation homes and essentially just partner with them to to manage it while they're gone and uh, handle bookings or like yeah, fill so, me in on the business model. I so guess. that was the first business model, kind of mm-hmm. a home care service. So okay. if, if you have a second home, we'll keep our eyes on it for you. If you, if you have a la carte needs, we'll take care of that. That, that evolved or spun off into a concierge company because mm-hmm. we were no longer checking the toilets and the light bulbs and the air filters. We were giving their guests a ride to the airport or Got we it. were setting up beach chairs for them for a week or mm-hmm. we were doing things that were more in line with like a concierge service. So that was business number two. Mm-hmm. Business number three was eventually that business grew to where we had delivery guys and I had to put them in uniforms and people immediately started noticing their uniforms saying, hey, where can I get a t-shirt like that? Or can I, buy? they were buying the t-shirts off my delivery guys' backs. <laughs> 
And so now we have a whole lifestyle apparel line that just is, real quick aside, like I love the fact that a uniform turned into yeah. a, a retail business. It's yeah. amazing. And so now, now the retail apparel is, uh, is, is one of our top revenue items. Wow. I think the reason it's been so successful is that simple phrase, live well, you know, it, one, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah. But two, the overall message of it is positive. And I think that people are looking for positivity, man. I think that I think there is so much negativity and I think the Live Well, it's a nice, clean, simple logo and it has a clean, simple message. And we're getting we're getting letters now from people saying, Hey, this is this really happened a couple weeks ago. Hey, uh, I'm fighting cancer. I just want to let you know that when I put on my Live Well shirt, I feel a little more like I can face the day and like oh. I can overcome this. I mean, that's, that's a real thing that's to huge. somebody. Yeah. yeah, that's massive. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if one person's taking the time to write that letter, you know, I think, I think the overall, I can interpret that there's a lot of people who get some yeah. sort of similar message. Yeah. From for for every one person brand. who actually takes yeah. action, there's hundreds that didn't, right. Yeah. But still get the feeling of it. Uh, and I think that, that uh, I love what you just said. Like people are looking for positivity because there's a lot of negativity in the world. And even if there wasn't in the media or any of those things, like life in general is hard. It's hard. It's really difficult to wake up every day and be optimistic and feel positive and um, look forward to anything, especially when you don't necessarily feel in control of your life, which so many people, especially in this country, don't. Um, and, and so it sounds like, Something that started as a, a convenience for the homeowner, let's say, is turning into kind of a movement to help people feel just more in control of their lives and feel positive every day. Yeah, that's where we're headed. You know, it started with very, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, functional services for people who visit the area. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is that. We have six businesses, but a couple of the businesses are, are, like you're saying, focusing on. So it's one of two things. Let's either help make somebody's vacation more positive. That's the more localized businesses. And on top of that, like, let's make this place a better a better world. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's add positivity to not only this guy's vacation, but to his whole world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's what we're trying to do, man. Just bring some, bring positivity through everything we do. Try to add value. Um, you know, when there's, when, when you get down to it, when you go on vacation, I don't know if you've ever done the math, but between, let's just say you have a week to take vacation, and that's, mm. that's what most people do in our area. Between sleep and eating and travel, you're down to, you know, 70 hours of vacation time. Right, yeah. And uh, anything we can do to help make that more positive, get you recharged for, right. your, for your real life when you go back, that's what sort we're Sort of like to do. maximize the 70 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's huge. This episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes is brought to you in part by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more, even finance or entrepreneurship or whatever you might be interested in. Now, one course I'm particularly excited to take is by a YouTuber that I follow. Uh, He goes by Polymatter, and he does these really in-depth animated videos on various topics that uh, might be important in the world. So things like uh, the China, U.S.-China trade relations or um, why Facebook is building a city for its employees, things like that. He does these in-depth videos on them, all animated, and he's garnered nearly one million subscribers for them. Well, he has a course on Skillshare where he teaches 
teaches you how to do animations in the same way that he does them. Now, I've always wanted to learn animation, so this is a great time for me to go through it, start putting out some animated stuff over on my own channel, and hopefully get to a million subscribers too. We'll, we'll see. You never know. So join me and the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Get two free months. That's right. Skillshare is offering Tiny Leaps Big Changes listeners two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Sign up. Head over to Skillshare.com slash Tiny Leaps. That's Skillshare.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your two free months. Skillshare.com slash Tiny Leaps. Let me give you a secret about improving your health and finally losing that weight that you've been struggling with. It's not about dieting. In fact, diets straight up don't work. That's why one of today's partners is Evolution Eat. Evolution Eat is a coaching company dedicated to helping regular people fundamentally change their relationship to food and take control of their health. Now, I love Evolution Eat because they aren't about dieting. Instead, they focus on helping you transform your eating by digging into the emotions behind your eating. So instead of, hey, I'm going to cut this stuff out, it's more so just changing the relationship to the food overall. So if you are ready to finally take control of your eating, Evolution Eat is doing something special for Tiny Leaps listeners. Head over to www.evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps to get free access to their digital course where they're going to take you step by step through the process of changing your eating forever. www.evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps. So tell me a little bit about uh, you've got these great businesses and they seem to have sort of all built on top of each other. Like mm-hmm. you made a move to, um, to to do something for one of the businesses and then that sparked this new business. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one born out of uh, an experience you personally have, like that's not a business I could have thought of. I didn't, my family didn't have a vacation home. I didn't know that that was a problem. Um, what was starting it like? Because it's one thing to see, okay, this is a problem. I have an idea of how to fix it. It's a whole nother thing to get the first customer, to get the 10th customer, to actually have a, a business that supports your life and, and then scale it from there. Like, how, What was that like for you? Well, that's a good point. So I knew this was a low risk business. Mm-hmm. Um, I like businesses that are low risk. I don't think you have to take huge risk and invest huge amounts of money. None of our six businesses have required that. And they're all, they've all been profitable from day one. Mm. So, I mean, to test, to test if there was a market for what I was trying to do, all it took was picking up the phone and calling some people. Mm. And I would make cold calls in the insurance business and you were lucky to get, you know, two people out of a hundred to talk to you. Yeah. With this business, I couldn't get off the phone with people. That was the problem. They want to talk about how's the beach, how's the real estate market, mm-hmm. how's the fishing, how's the because they're in Atlanta or or Nashville or Memphis or Birmingham or wherever they are, but they want to be where I was. Yeah. So my problem went from I can't get anybody to talk to me to I can't get these people off the phone <laughs> to get on to the next call. Yeah. But the first call, I said, you know what? All it doesn't hurt to test. I'm a big believer in testing ideas before you sink any substantial time of or, or effort. So I just started cold calling, you know, people who uh, had homes, and I I called 
the first lady I called was Terry Walker, and uh, she answered the phone. Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terry. <laughs> She's an awesome lady. I, I keep I hadn't talked to her in a long time, but I keep track of her um, through Facebook. But I called her. I don't know if she knows she was my first cold call, but she was my first cold call. And she said, hey, if you can meet me at Starbucks in 30 minutes, I got seven properties for you. Wow. She said, I just fired my property manager and I need somebody. Meet me at Starbucks. So within an hour, I had seven properties and the pro forma I'd put together, I only needed about 30 to make this a a real thing. Mm -hmm. So I mean, one call and I'm whatever that is, 20% or whatever on my way. And, uh, and so, so I knew there was a, I really quickly between that and people not wanting to get off the phone, I knew there was a market for it. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's incredible, man. I'm a, I'm a, a massive fan as well of test the idea before you, you really sink anything into it because otherwise you're wasting a bunch of time to potentially create nothing. Um, and I also love the fact that, and it sounds like this came from the insurance background, but the, the hand to hand combat approach, right? Like the, I think the, the way people try to do things nowadays is, oh, I have this idea, like, let me run a Facebook ad and let me send them to this blog post and let me capture their email list and blah, 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 blah. You've got this long process before you ever ask them for money. Um, that first call, like she just responded, hey, I've got seven properties. So at that meeting at Starbucks, like, did you just say, cool, here's how much we charge? Or like, did you have a second call before then? Were you dating before asking for the marriage? Like, how does that work for you as a new entrepreneur? Like going from, cool, now I'm, I know there's a market here. How do I get the first sale? You know, well, I was a salesman with the insurance business. So yeah. sales, you know, it was a natural Easy. thing for yeah. me. But all you need is, is you need the customer to need what you have to offer mm-hmm. and you need the customer to trust you. After that, I mean, there's not much of a decision. Do they trust you? Do they need your product? Right. That's it. And uh, so it was It was pretty quick. I mean, it may have been, it's hard to remember that far back, but I know I've done this in the past. She may have said, what's the charge? And I may have said something like, let me get back to you. I don't even know yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's probably something like that. Yeah. But, but uh, no, I mean, I, I find that I, if a sales cycle is too long, I lose interest. Yeah. That's my personality. Yeah. So I tend to navigate towards businesses where there's short sales cycles. Makes sense. Um, so most of what we do is a, I mean, hey, buying a t-shirt in a store is a pretty pretty short sales cycle. And that's really um, pretty consistent through all our businesses. They're yeah. pretty short sales cycles. And that's, that's, that's huge to know yourself well enough to then say, okay, screw it. I'm not going to try and change this about me. I'm just going to build a business around who I actually am. Uh, and that, that's, that's a piece of advice that I think a lot of the people listening to this show could take is stop trying to like, stop looking at who you are and saying, oh, this is a flaw. This is a flaw. This is a flaw. I need to fix these three things and then be better. Uh, like, I don't actually think that's personal development. I think personal development is who am I actually let me embrace that. Let me love that person and, and create the, the environment around them that, to- that can help perform. Totally agree with you. I'm way more into adaptation than mm-hmm. I am into trying to spark some change. Love that. So what, um, you've got six businesses built into this. What would you say is like the, the big mission, like the thing that you snap your fingers 40 years has passed, you've accomplished, like what is that? So I'll, I'll speak personally rather than business. Now, okay. I think the business is, I think the business measures are going to support that. Of course, yeah. the personal mission. But the personal mission is, man, I have because of this U-turn, because of trusting myself, 
because of taking some risk. Um, I found a level of happiness that if I told my 28 year old self that today, uh, he would have said, there's no way. Yeah. And so one would be to tell, tell the audience, hopefully to inspire somebody to, Hey, if you, if you, uh, if you have a gut feeling, if you have something you want to do, if you have a change you want to make in your life, uh, you know, go for it. Consider the worst case scenario. Usually it's not that bad. Mm. You know, I walked by homeless guys I walked 60 blocks to get here this morning. I passed a couple guys sleeping in the street. And, you know, when you consider the worst case scenario, it's really not that bad. Um, I read a poem in college. Stuck with me. Really one of the few things that stuck with me from college. But the poem was, I once had the blues because I had no shoes until upon the street I met a man with no feet. And that stuck with me, you know, for, yeah. for 21 years now. And uh, so, so consider the worst case scenario and then consider the worst case scenario if you don't pursue your dreams or if you don't yeah. make some sort of change you need to make. And uh, so, so I'll just encourage people to trust themselves. The second part of it is um, we've got a blueprint. If, if jumping off and changing gears and moving to a vacation town, what we've done with our six businesses in our vacation town works in any vacation town mm. it's the same thing it's a it's a thing that is totally transferable if that's something you're interested in doing i'd be happy to share with you what we've done uh before this is over my, my personal email is john at the livewellbrand.com okay and the com is also a landing page where you can learn more about what we do and and again this is totally transferable i am into businesses that are low risk low low entry easy mm. entry um, and happy to help anybody out who's who's considering making a move like that. Absolutely love that, John. Thank you so much for, you, for being here today. Uh, I'm 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 really excited because I think this is this is an episode that there's a lot of people listening who uh, are considering a change. They've got that gut feeling, but they needed to hear this. They needed to hear that that additional push to say, you know what screw it. I'm I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to move down to Florida. Um, so with that said. Thank you so much to the listener for, for tuning in today and spending some time with us. Be sure to connect with John. John, can you give us that email again? Yeah, it's J-O-H-N at thelivewellbrand.com. And if I could just add one more thing to, yeah. to quote Jim Carrey, I am the proof. I'm an ordinary guy, yet, yet I've been able to, over 13 years, by trusting myself uh, and, by, and by being realistic about the real risks, uh, to lead to, to some really incredibly positive things for my life. And uh, yeah. I, hope the, I hope the same can be said for your audience members. I'm, I'm positive that, that, that they, this, is, this is what somebody needed to, to take that leap. Um, be sure to click subscribe wherever you are consuming this. That is the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. As always, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day, every day.